Um, all right, so hello and welcome to the Road Not Taken podcast. This is the second part of our our uh, our talk, our sit down with Caleb Davies, our special guest. Uh, so Ben and I are here as as is Caleb. Uh, if you, do you guys have anything that you want to say before we jump back into our topics? No, I'm just I'm looking forward to uh, uh, talking about the uh, survival list. I've been looking forward to this for a few days now. <laughs> Yeah, me too. The survival list. Also, award predictions for the NBA. Can't forget about that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. I, you know what? I mea culpa. I, I stand convicted of forgetting about this. <laughs> um. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's start off with those NBA predictions. Um. And we'll keep them. We'll keep them short, so our non-sports listeners don't have to sit through more of our sports takes. And then we'll jump into other stuff. So. Um, is anybody dying to go first? So which award are you starting with first? MVP. Let's do, yeah, let's do, let's, well, I believe the awards are MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man, Most Improved. Um, so let's I'd like to, I'd like to uh, say that we shouldn't do the Sixth Man Award at all because everyone knows Lou Williams is just going to win it. That should just be called the Lou Williams Award. Now, yeah yeah that was going to be my pick so all right lou williams is going to be lou williams is going to be the sixth man if not we'll just you know it's fine if we're wrong because everybody would agree with us on that um all right so you know what? i'll start with my mvp pick while it is so so tempting to go with steph curry um i'm going to give my mvp award to nikola jokic uh he was very close last year I think the Nuggets are going to be the number one seed in the Western Conference, and this is finally the year where he's not just coming out, but he's going to like lock it down. So last year, people were like, "Oh, Nikola Jokic is really good; he could be the MVP." Um, this year is the year where he just like wrecks everybody. The Nuggets are really good; uh, they're going to be better on defense. So people think that they're not just like this offensive wonder, and they're going to see things like Nikola Jokic walking through the bowels of his home stadium with a giant bag of candy, handing out candy to the staff. And they're going to be like, that is a person that I want to vote for MVP for. They're going to see him just eating cheeseburgers on the, on the, the, the bench. He's going to sit on the end of the bench and just eat food. Uh, he's going to give hilarious post-game interviews. Uh, this man is a walking, like, if you could just put a camera on him and follow his life, it would be so entertaining. Um, and I think that I think he's going to have the momentum, and he's going to be the MVP. Good pick. Okay. All right, Caleb, you can be next. Okay, so I will say Nikola Jokic is yeah. very tempting. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he does win. Like you said, Paul, number one seed in the West, which how stacked that is—that's a true testament of how good he is as a leader. Uh, a walking double double. I mean, you can book it. He's gonna double, get a double double, and he's also the leader on his team in assists. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize he averaged seven assists last year per game. That's just incredible for how big he is, and mm-hmm. he played. He played eighty games. Numbers. Also, this guy does not miss games. He does not get hurt. He's durable, and especially playing in Denver, you know. Very impressive. So mm-hmm. I will say that is a very good pick, but I'm going with Steph Curry. I think his, I think his usage I is going to be through the it. roof this year. I mean, people talk about James Harden, his offensive numbers. I think, like, I mean, especially since what we've seen so far with the Warriors, he is the only scorer on the team. 
So I think he's going to average 30, 30 plus points. I think he could even hit 400 threes again this year. Um, I would not be surprised because, like mm-hmm. I said, his usage is just going to be through the roof. I also would not be surprised if he averaged double-digit assists as well because with his usage going up, I think he's going to have the ball in his hand way more. Um, so, yeah, and just the way he shoots, I mean, not having to share with Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant, I don't think people realize either. Um, let me see here. In 2018-2019, last year, he hit 354 threes. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. incredible. Nobody even realizes that he hit that many threes. And this is when Kevin Durant was also on his team. And Klay Thompson. He averaged 27, hit, hit 350 threes. He had uh, five assists. But I think his assist numbers are going to go through the roof. They're going to make the playoffs. And I just look back on when um, Russell Westbrook won MVP with the triple-double, and they were like the sixth or seventh seed. So it's not like in the NBA, oh, you need a top three or four team. You need to be top three or four in order to be an MVP candidate. I think he's going to win. He's going to be putting up video game numbers. I can see it. Ben, your pick. I have a couple of picks um, that No, are... no, no, no. You get one pick. Wow, you're already hedging. I, I, By the I way, can't, just... I can't make a decision. I have three picks. I don't know where to put them. Three picks? You were like, I have a couple, and now it's three. Wait. Wow, okay. Wait, wait. but he, I will say this. My number one pick is is obviously, I think, I think it's going to be Nikola Jokic. I'm hoping... But I think there are two people that could surprise you all. Just to mention very quickly, these could cause some controversy. But Carl Anthony Towns and Damian Lillard. Mm, Interesting. I know you haven't really thought about it. But Damian Mm. Lillard, I I think he's going to put up some numbers. He's going to bring his team up in the playoffs because the Warriors aren't going to be as good this year. And uh, I think he's going to be... Maybe he'll be a, a five seed, maybe a, even a four seed, and I think because of that, he could be a maybe a number two candidate for the MVP. I could see it. Uh, I actually thought that Jokic was going to be like a sleeper prediction, but apparently, uh, apparently that's that's not as much of a risk as I thought it was. I'm more more of a normie um, than a hipster. Uh, so I guess my pick for defensive player of the year. <clears throat> Um, you know, there are a lot of good candidates. I think that Kawhi and PG Paul George are going to rest too many games to like be in serious consideration for this. Um, I kind of always want to pick Rudy Gobert and that's, that's what I'm going to do. That guy, they call him the stifle tower and that is a nickname well-earned. Um, you cannot shoot anywhere near him because he will block it. Uh, he will box you out, get rebounds, um, that defense is top three in the league and it is built around him. They have other good defenders, but those defenders are good because they know that they don't have to worry about covering up the rim. Uh, you can't dunk on this guy. Although I would like to point out that Frank Nielakina did it once last year, uh, two years ago. Um, but it is really hard to dunk on him. He's a, he's a, a, a great leader. He is the anchor of that defense. And I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year. Now, if I remember correctly, hasn't he won it? Has he won it the last two years? Yes. I, I want it so that he would be yes. the first. And the year before. Uh, yeah. Draymond. So I want to say that he would be the first or second player to win. Dwight Howard was. Uh, 
Hold on, hold on. Defensive Player of the Year, NBA Award winners. I'm going to look this up real quick. Dwight Howard. Yes, he he won he won last year and the year before that. So he would be, I think, the first, the second three peak because of Dwight Howard. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's my that's my pick. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna refill my coffee by the way because uh, we're burning the midnight oil here. Um. So go ahead and make your picks. I'll be back online shortly. Well, this will be uh, good news for uh, Caleb because I think my pick is going to be Draymond Green for Defensive Player of the Year. I think, like you said, like your point was with Curry, his usage is going to go up, and because KD isn't going to be playing this year, Draymond's opportunities to make steals and blocks is going to go through the roof, and he's going to be making uh, huge plays on the defensive end. I agree. I think he's he's I think he's being slept on this year for defensive player of the year because you've got obviously Ru- Rudy Gobert is the favorite. I think As, yeah. I mean especially especially now they I think are going to be elevated to a top 4 team. I think they're going to be a fourth seed. So I think all eyes are going to be on a lot of eyes are going to be on the Utah Jazz. But I do think that Kawhi Leonard is going to win MVP or Defensive Player of the Year this year. I think being in LA, he's going to get even mm-hmm. more attention than he did when he was on the Raptors. And especially highlighted is the games he's going to be like when he plays LeBron. He's going to play the Lakers more, and I think when they play, he's going to do like this. The first game they played, he did a really good job, and people were talking about LeBron like even trying or wanting it. And I think that's a testament to Kawhi's defense. And especially how hot his name is now in the league, having won a finals MVP and leading the Raptors. I think the storyline is going to be Clippers, Kawhi Leonard yep. all season. So I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. But you're right. I think Rudy Gobert and Draymond, you cannot go wrong with them. Uh, but yeah, that's my pick. Kawhi Leonard. I would I would definitely, yeah. That is a good pick. We all, all right. that. We all had different picks for that. So Paul's yeah, gonna... was Rudy Gobert, mine was Draymond Green, and Caleb's was Kawhi Leonard. So I yeah, I can I mean we got the claw, we got I guess Draymond is like the Swiss Army knife. I don't know what his nickname is. Um but how, how about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna rack through all of my other picks real quick, just because we promised we'd keep this segment short. Um so I will give right. you my uh coach of the year, I think is gonna be Dan Snyder, the coach of the Utah Jazz. Or sorry, not Dan Snyder. He's uh, isn't he an NFL coach? Uh, Quinn Snyder. My my mistake. Quinn, Quinn Snyder. Snyder. Um, there are a lot of teams that have stars, and I think that's going to hurt coaches that are trying to win because people are going to say, "Oh, you just got you know like Kawhi and Paul George. Are you really that good of a coach?" Whereas I think the Jazz are going to have to mesh well and play as a team, and I think they're going to be, as I mentioned, the number three seed in the West. So I think he'll be the coach of the year. Um, and then rookie of the year, I'm going to go with RJ Barrett. Uh, this is a pick that I just want to make cause I never get to make Nick's picks for these awards. It's been so long. Um, and I just have to say Zion's out for six to eight weeks and we don't know how good he's going to be if he comes back or he gets hurt again. Um, and also, uh, John Morant is looking really good and he has the hype train going in Memphis because they're just going to let him do whatever he wants on offense. Whereas RJ is going to have to deal with all these veterans on the roster but RJ plays really smart. He plays good defense. He has good passing. He has a high IQ. Uh, he had 19 points and 15 rebounds last night. I mean, this guy is looking like a stud. I'm picking him to be rookie of the year. 
And then finally, most improved player. This is a tough one, but I'm going to go with Markel Fultz because he he had he has one of the lowest floors out of any NBA player. People wrote him off, thought he wouldn't be back in the league. And right now he has a better shooting percentage, a three-point shooting percentage than Mike Conley does. Um, he's a good defensive player, which people forget about because of how you know hyped his offensive skills were. But if he can play at like 60 to 80% of what we thought he was going to be offensively, he's going to be a quality player. Uh, usually you have to make the jump from being decent to being really good. But I think in Fultz's case, uh, the expectations were so low that if he's an above average player, he's going to be in the running for that. So those are my picks uh, for all the other awards. Um, and uh, I don't know, Caleb, Ben? Um, well, for a most improved player, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. I think we're going to see, I, I think, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to see uh, a great, uh, improvement in his gameplay. And with Kyrie gone, the atmosphere has changed. He's going to be making, he's going to be grabbing a lot more rebounds. He's going to be taking a lot more threes. Um, I, I think we're going to see, um, I think we're going to see him winning most improved player for rookie of the year. I'm going to have to go with Paul's pick RJ Barrett, because if, Hallelujah. if Zion is hurt for, you know, 30 games of this year, then RJ Barrett is looking like the guy and he's going, you know, 19, five and five. That's a nice stat line right there. So. Oh yeah. For coach and uh, coach of the year. Yeah. Coach of the coach year. Of the year. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to see Steve Kerr? I don't know. Are we going to see Doc Rivers? Mm. I think we might see Doc Rivers. Interesting pick. Caleb, you're last. You've had the benefit of listening to my expert rationale and listening to Ben to know what not to pick, except in RJ's case. Um, so the floor is yours, Caleb. All right. So I'll start off with coach of the year. I think it's going to be Mike Malone, Denver Nuggets head coach. I think Mm. the number one seed in a loaded Western conference loaded with Nikola Jokic leading, leading the charge. I just think if you're the number one seed in that stacked of a, of a conference, you've got to be coach of the year. So I'm picking him. Um, I think for most improved player, this might be a hot take. I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. Mm, (laughs) So being on the Pelicans, free of LeBron, now he is – and you got got Lonzo running the point. Um, Zion, I think it's actually a good thing for Brandon Ingram specifically that Zion isn't there right now. Because he's getting a lot more touches. I think he's averaging like 27, 28 points well, per game. Is he right their now. only small I mean, forward I, on the roster, basically? Like, they only have like forwards and guards. Like, they don't have anybody who's that three to four range with Zion out. Yeah, they don't. And uh, he's really like one of the only shooters on the team, also. Yeah, he's up there averaging 27 points per game this year. So far, I mean, it's only four games, but. Shooting fifty percent from three, fifty percent from the field. I don't know. I like I like his uh, his chances on being most improved player. Um, and then rookie of the year, we're three for three here. I think R.J. Barrett is gonna win. Um, I think Ja Morant. So it was tough between him and Ja Morant, 
But I think RJ Barrett is going to be just a better consistent player, right? Like he's going to have games like he did the other night where he had what 20 points. He shot nine of 13 from the field, super efficient. He had 15 rebounds. I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, and he's on the Knicks, so I think obviously the Knicks get a lot of attention. So I think he's, you know, I think he'll be the big storyline there. Um, yeah. So he's my rookie of the year pick, and then Lou Williams, obviously six man. That's unanimous. But all right, so that wraps it up. Uh, actually, in hindsight, what I might do is, hmm, I, I might ch- I might end the podcast right here and edit out everything that I just said. Um, but all right, let's jump to our, our predictions, uh, for survival islands. Um, I'm going to lean on Caleb. Actually, I will mention it's, uh, the score of the world series. I believe it's three, two nationals right now. Um, which is good, great news. Cause I'm rooting heavily against the Astros. Oh, wow. um, they came back. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you should, I feel like we there, we could kind of root for them, the Astros, to say like, well, we lost to the team that won, but I just do not want to see them win. I, I, I you know, like I, I hope. Typically, yeah, I, yeah, like my just like my, my vindictive nature is just showing out here. Um, but I'm gonna rely on Caleb to refresh us on the hypo because he was actually the one that came up with the scenario, uh, who who shared the Instagram story that gave birth to this now. Uh, world famous because it's been featured on this podcast uh, segment. Um, so I'll let you set the stage, and then I will I'll jump in and then give you guys the ground rules uh, for our specific challenge. Okay, so the original picture is a picture of an island, and it's surrounded by water. Obviously, it's an island, and in the ocean, and it looks like it's warm climate right there's sandy beaches and the sun's out there's a lot of vegetation on the island it's not very big so the question was you get a million dollars if you survive here for a year which if we're being realistic i think i would need more than a million dollars to throw a year of my life away by myself on some random island trying to survive too so we'll say like i don't know a billion right just to just to make it a little more spicy i guess (laughs) So, so you get a billion dollars if you survive here for one year. Which would you? Which set would you pick? So there was a set of A and B, and they had various items on there. Only five, but it was a heated heated topic, and a lot of people talked about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. What we'll, we'll we'll sponsored on your story? Yeah. Oh, so actually, I'll I'll just say it real quick. Set A was a crossbow. A big bundle of paracord, a tarp, 40 water tablets, and a Bowie knife. That was set A. That won 58 to 42 in my poll. Um, and then set B was, it's like a little container with matches. A It looks like a steel or metal pot, a spear, a hatchet, or an, like a hand axe, and then an animal trap. So, I think what we're doing now, Paul, you made a bigger list, right? Yes. Yes. All right. So, I, what I thought was, I thought, why limit ourselves to these? I will I will give you guys a list. I think there's like 15 or so items. Um, and I'll give you guys the opportunity to pick five items of your choice from this giant list. Um, and then we'll see. Um, and then we'll, we'll see. 
We'll see what, what the lists come out to, to be. So the, this is the pool that, that Caleb and Ben are able to draw from. The first is machete. I basically kind of stacked the weapons first. Your options are machete, uh, a hand axe slash hatchet, which is basically just like an axe, but it's not like a giant wood chopping axe. It's more like a, a smaller one, uh, like tomahawk-esque, but it's a hatchet. So machete, hatchet, a military-grade bowie knife, so not one of those like replica things, something that you'd use in the army. Uh, a gun, uh, which by gun I mean a pistol with 10 bullets. A crossbow with 10 arrows. Uh, and then the last weapon is a spear. And then for our other items, you can pick uh, 50 feet of paracord, a canvas tarp that is big enough to cover a car, a box of matches, a cigarette lighter, a metal pot, a tin cup, a first aid kit that includes bandages, cotton swabs, a tiny pair of scissors, and a small peroxide bottle. Uh, you could also choose from a watch, a small umbrella, a reusable gel hand warmer, a spoon, uh, which in this case is a metal spoon, uh, a bottle of peroxide, which is like the standard, you know, bigger one that you get at, at the store, uh, salt and pepper shakers, uh, and then finally the last item is a compass. Um, so, uh, we're going to let uh, Caleb choose who goes first for this list um, because you are the guest on our podcast. Wow. So would you like to, to go first or would you like to uh, defer as it is the, the coin flip I'm gonna to Ben? I'm going to flip to Ben. I want to hear what he has to say. All right, Ben, you get five items from this list. Uh, I'll just run through them again real quick. Uh, machete, hatchet, bowie knife, uh, gun with 10 bullets, crossbow with 10 arrows, uh, paracord, tarp, Matches, cigarette lighter, metal pot, tin cup, first aid kit, watch, small umbrella, reusable gel hand warmer, spoon, spear, bottle peroxide, salt and pepper shakers, or compass. You get five items from that list. Okay, I think the number one here is fairly obvious. Crossbow is a go-to. You can reuse the ammo, which are arrows, and... It's it's very mechanic. It, the mechanics of it just they'll never let you down until they do, and you can't fix and, it. Anyway, yeah, but in a year's time, I think you'll be okay. Number two, a hand axe. This, I think that's a pretty straightforward choice. Three, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the pot. And four the first aid kit and five. I think, I think I'm going to go with the Bowie knife. So I'm going to, I have three weapons and a pot and a first aid kit. Oh, you're going to be able to kill a lot of animals before you die of exposure in a week then. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I can't wait to yeah, hear yeah, your all list. Right. Uh, Caleb, uh, I'll, I'll, you want me to jump yeah, in next? Sure I'll go next. Um, all right, so I'm going to roll with the Bowie knife uh, and the hand axe slash hatchet. You need both of those items. Um, the hatchet, because it can chop down small bits of wood if you're trying to make a, you know, some sort of like crude lean-to. Um, it also doubles as a weapon, but it's primarily would be used in my hands as a tool. Um, Bowie knife, obviously, you can skin animals. Uh, it's for self-defense. It can also kind of substitute for the purpose of the axe. Um I'm going to roll with three a pot because there's no guarantee that you'd be able to 
find something like a pot in nature or create one, unlike something like a tarp where you could find a cave or build yourself a shelter. Uh, the pot, you need to store water, uh, one for drinking. So if it rains, you leave the pot out uh, and you collect all the rain. And two, to cook and boil things. If you're not able to create heat, then the water, any water you might find that's not rainwater could be contaminated uh, or poisoned. And you need to be able to boil the water to get it up to heat and burn out all the germs. Uh, fourth, I'm going to go with an animal trap here. I, I actually, I'm, oh wait, I didn't put animal trap on the list. Ooh. I am so sorry. All right, in that case, um, that changes my right, list. Never mind. Then. No, no, we're keeping it off. In that case, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the crossbow, um, because you can also make arrows if you need to, and need something like you. I I don't want to pick the spear. Like you can kill something with the crossbow without getting too close. Um, also, if there's like feral hogs or something like Lord of the Flies esque. Uh, you can shoot them before they get too close to you because you really, you know, I don't want to be that person who's like, I could kill one with a Bowie knife. It's like, you know what, that, you know how many nobles in England were killed by wild pigs? Um, many <laughs> is the answer. Uh, and they had like these epic spears. So I'm just going to take my chances with the crossbow there. So I think I'm at, uh, I picked knife, pot, um, crossbow, hand axe. One more item. And my final item is going to be... You know, it is really tough because I, I want to pick the peroxide, but I think what I'm going to need are because I'm counting on being able to replicate. You know, I, I'm just I'm going to stop just rambling on. Um, I want the paracord because I, I this is a this is a point that Caleb and I are going to disagree on because we've spoken about the usefulness of paracord. But I'm not confident that you can find vines that, one, will not, like, burn your hands when you touch them. Um, two, are not, like, actually poison ivy, and she'll just use them to strangle you because that's what happens on these types of islands. Um, poison ivy, like the villain. From, uh, never mind. Um, three, um, I don't really, like, I don't want to deal with vine. Like, I, I just give me some paracord that I can, like, tie together to make a raft that I can co combine with wood to create a shelter. Um, that if I need to go rock climbing, you can use it for that. Like paracord is really tough material and you got 50 feet of it to work with. So you're good. Uh, so those are my five items, Caleb, and you'll, you'll finish off our segment here. So I'm going to go with honorable mentions first. The paracord was honorable mention and the tarp. Those, those two mm. paracord you can use for all sorts of stuff. Like you just said, shelter would be a lot easier to build. Um, other honorable mentions, salt and pepper shakers. I was gonna. I was thinking of just dropping all my weapons and using those. <laughs> that was gonna be. That was like the flex pick. If like Ben was like, you know what, I can survive on four things. Right. I'm taking your salt and pepper shakers. Some, some flavor but, on my on my animal meat that I'm gonna make. Yeah. Um, he didn't fall for it though. No, nah, he didn't. He chose wisely. Um. So anyway, my list. This was very tough, actually. Hand axe number one. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to skip number two. Uh, cigarette lighter, because I just want to be able to start a fire without That's any true. confusion. Just know I can, that, you know, I have definitely. That was my sixth. That was my sixth item. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I'm not confident in my ability to create fire not using one. Um, And I almost chose matches, but then I'm like, why would I choose matches when I could just have a lighter? So, um, hand axe. When the lighter when the lighter fluid runs out, though. That, yeah, that is true. 
But um, but it'll probably last longer than than the matches, right? Uh, you know, keep it dry and stuff like that. Um, so hand axe, cigarette lighter, metal pot, just water, food, all kinds of stuff. That's just super useful. Like you said, Paul, you can't make it in the wild. I had somebody tell me that they would fashion a pot out of clay. I'm like, <laughs> okay, unless you're gonna take twenty years and become a master potter, where you can you can make a clay pot naturally, and then it also sustain like heat to boil things. You you good luck with that. I'm taking the metal pot. Um, and then the first aid kit. Uh. And this actually affected one of my other picks. I was going to go with Bowie Knife. Super useful skinning, you know, animals to eat and all that stuff. But then I saw the little scissors in the first aid kit. I'm like, you know what? I can just skin an animal with scissors. So I don't need the Bowie Knife. So, so far I have Hand Axe, Cigarette Lighter, Metal Pot, First Aid Kit. So I got something to build shelter, fire, cooking food. Any in case I get injured or whatever, and then I'm sitting there thinking like, well, how the heck am I gonna get food? So that's where I'm going with the crossbow with ten arrows. Mm. So just to recap, I got crossbow for hunting, self defense, hand axe for chopping wood and forming shelter if I can't find some sort of cave. Um, cigarette lighter, so I definitely can make fire and cook food. Purify water if I need to, things like that. Metal pot, purify water, store water, and food. Um, and then the first aid kit in case, you know, because I'm, th- I'm thinking I'm on this that island. Die of infectious disease. I'm on this island for a year. I'm going to try to swing some vines, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to be bored out of, the, out of my mind. I'm going to try to swing from trees. So I need something just in case I get a cut or a scrape or whatever. So going first aid kit. I think that now you and I have three in common, Caleb, and I think that you and Ben have four in common. Is that right? I think so. Uh, you have Paul. You and I have four in common. You're yeah. We're all pretty close. Now correct. that either means that we're all going to be really good at surviving, or that we're all going to die in a short amount of time. Right. Um, I don't know that I could survive at like I I have enough like of a understanding of some of this stuff that I think I'd be compat like okay um like I've started fires before and like I'm not it's not like oh well, I watched on the right. you know National Geographic like there's some people that are like oh I can tell you exactly what to do it's like well you know what you try being dropped out there in the middle of the wilderness or even in like the woods of upstate New York and see how you do and there are people that would fold under that. Um, I, I give myself maybe a, a 40, 40 to 50% chance of survival. Um, just cause I'm not confident that I'm not going to like drink something and accidentally kill myself right. uh, or come up with some disease. I don't even know I have. And then by the time I do, like it's too late anyway, exactly. by the way, the New York Rangers are, I've just demolished the Tampa Bay lightning four to one, but we can talk about that another day. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we're we'd all. I think those are all pretty smart picks. I think the crossbow is the no-brainer weapon of choice. Right. And then yes, no and then the axe. So there's yeah. no animal. And then the axe. The axe is a big one. Yeah. Uh, if you want to roll with the knife, like you know, that, I th- I find that useful. That but good. honestly, if you have if you have a knife and scissors or an axe and scissors, you're probably good anyway. Um, any parting thoughts on this? Um. 
No, I just wanted to say, Paul, you said uh, when I made my picks, you said that, oh, wow, you have three weapons, a lot of kill. You're, I guess you're going to do a lot of killing. And then you <laughs> proceeded to pick the same three weapons. All right. Now, I would like to make myself clear here. Um, I do not view those all as weapons. I was referring to the fact that you called them weapons, which implied that you would be using them as weapons. Whereas I, whereas and I have cool. one weapon and two tools, uh. because the knife, the knife, <laughs> the knife is a tool for cutting basically anything that's not wood, which is what the axe is for. The knife is for skinning animals or other things, or cutting vines, or basically it's a multi-purpose tool. And the axe is just like that, except a little bit heavier duty. Um, I, I understood that you, that by calling them all weapons, you were like bloodthirsty. Um, so that, that, if anything is your fault, not my fault. I, I, I'm not backing off of this hill. Um, and, and now I can shift the blame back to you because I called the weapons because in oh, your list. Yes, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> Mea culpa. Yes. You no, second time I said that tonight. Smart. All right. You got me. This is the first time that Ben has beaten me in an argument in a while. Um, although I was actually, I don't, there was one time that he just corrected me on a point about the constitution and what would be okay if it wasn't in the constitution, which you're not going to bring up here. Um, oh, that was, was amazing. Just, I've never had such I honestly, a great moment. Like basically I was like, if this wasn't in the constitution, if like I said, if it was in the constitution that you could ban this, I'd be fine with it. And then Ben was like, no, here's why. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, yeah, I was just completely and totally wrong. And I did not think that through and Ben is right. So that, that wasn't really even an argument. So we don't count that as a loss. Um, That's a good point. But yeah. I, I distinctly remember that moment too. I do too. Cause I, yeah, yeah I think you were shocked. Um, cause yeah. Cause you just sat there for a minute and said, what was I th- you were like, what was I thinking? And I was like, I don't, I honestly had no idea. Cause I was like, it was you, I think you were just having like a little bit of cognitive dissonance in your head. Yeah. I, I was confused and I was speaking out loud and then, yeah, that was just, that was bad. But we'll, we'll talk about that off air Caleb. Cause it is a fundamental right that I was just said I was fine with banding. And the listeners, of this podcast can never know that I'm such a secret authoritarian um, even though I did later recant, um, but anything else you guys want to talk about? I think <clears throat> we, so we're going to chop this up into two, probably, uh, anything non-sports related, cause we might <coughs> actually just leave the NBA podcast segment up. Uh, so we got our survival mechanism, anything, uh, political, cultural. I saw that Disney plus just released a new trailer for the Mandalorian, which mm. I have not seen, but I've heard looks good. Um, and also the new star Wars movie has a new trailer. Uh, and I don't, I don't even know what else. I've been that kind of out of the loop. I've had so much work lately, but have, has there been anything awesome going on? Uh, not, I, I can't really think of anything. I have also been busy with school. Nothing's really it's been a busy out. time. I just had one question with the survival stuff, Paul. Um, so you chose the paracord, yes. right? So was yes. that, so what was like? your trade-off there did you so you didn't have lighter right you had axe bowie no. knife pot paracord and crossbow uh, crossbow paracord yeah so i figure use the rainwater for with the pot so i got water and i got hot uncontaminated water right. for anything including cleaning wounds um 
I got the crossbow for getting mm-hmm. dinner and the knife for skinning it and then the pot for cooking it if I need to. Uh, yeah, fire, I'm going to have to start on my own. Honestly, that's why I said the lighter was six. Right. You could have flipped that either way. But I just want the paracord as like a backup for like anything that, you know, that you need to do. Um, right. Yeah, and then, you know, the knife and the axe. But yeah, yeah, the paracord, the paracord, I, I've wildly changed my mind on. I was like, oh, you absolutely need paracord. And then I was like, no. And then I realized that there is a sweet, sweet middle ground <laughs> and it did make the end of my list. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, is there anything about uh, upstate New York that we want to talk about? Because I know that we've always billed this as an upstate New York podcast, and then Ben and I just don't talk about upstate New York at all, um, which is really bad. I will say Ithaca had a Wizarding Weekend festival uh, this past weekend, which basically means dress up as any character from like like elves or Harry Potter or like Star Wars even. There's all these street vendors, and you can come get like medieval foods. Uh, last year, I got like some epic stuff. I got some cool things this year. Um, there's like random bearded wizards walking around in like giant blue robes. Uh, there's a guy that was supposed to be that that really tall guy from Harry Potter who's just oh, he, I think he was on stilts or something. But he's like seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, man. Actually, Hagrid. Um, and then. Uh, what else was notable? They had like a Doctor Who telephone booth. Um, there were just like little kids running around with like wands and like, you know, different like elf things, all that stuff. So that was pretty dope. Uh, Ithaca, I will, I will say, is like the best city for festivals outside of like a giant urban city because they like literally they have like a macaroni and cheese festival. Uh, they have an, they had an apple festival last month. They had a fantasy festival. They have a comic con in the spring. They have the single best festival I've ever been to, which is the Chili Festival, where in downtown Ithaca, all the restaurants just set up booths, and they all make different chili, and they have a big competition so you can do the best one. And you can mm-hmm. go around, and you can get little cups of chili for like $1 or $2 each, and you can just go around and eat chili, and it's really warm outside. So if you like wear gloves and bring your own mug, they'll just fill up the mug for like $3, and you can go around and try like every restaurant in town's chili, which is awesome. Uh, so shout out to Ithaca for being a great place to to do festivals and things. Albany Albany is not quite like that, unfortunately. Um, and the leaves are changing color, which is just great. This is a great time to be in upstate New York. It is beautiful. Although I do not like the cold weather. I'm upset it's getting cold. Oh, you're one of those people? Man, I live for the cold weather. Fall oh, is my yeah. favorite season, followed by winter. Oh, goodness. Like, my hands just get deathly cold very easily. Like, the other day, it was forty a crisp 45 at Albany, walking on the Albany campus, and I was like, why didn't I bring my gloves? That's how bad. That's Are they still running the fountains at SUNY Albany this late? Yes, actually. Yeah, it's, it's they been are. strange. This is, like, the latest. Interesting. Yeah. It's not depressing. The campus is It gets really, It gets yet. really once depressing fountain, once they shut and cover that big fountain up. And then the little one, because it like U Albany is concrete, like it's not woods. So like yeah, it's oh, yeah. fine in the summer when there's like flowers and the fountains are on. Once all those trees kind of clam up, and it's just snowing out, it's just like gray and white, and it's really rough. Terrible and windy. The wind is brutal because that campus is so unprotected. You're like, oh, I'm in the I'm in the the whatever the the 
I'm blanking on it. What's the big, the big giant, the thing with all the LCs and the oh campus? I don't know campus center. Yeah, lecture halls. It's it's not like the quad. No, no, no. it's uh, whatever the big whatever they call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the wind just runs all the way down because those buildings do not protect you from the wind. They actually, I don't know if you guys heard this. They designed this school when it was built for an Arizona setting school. So I believe if you go down to Arizona and you look at some of the colleges down there, they're designed a lot like Albany, where it's meant for wind to whip through. Because in Arizona, it's so hot. You know, it'll be winter and it's like 90 degrees during the day. Um, so yeah, for whatever reason, they thought it was a great idea to build a Arizona set school in upstate New York. I don't know who was thinking this, but yeah, that's why it's so windy. That is interesting. It's good to know. I will say I don't miss the winters in Albany. Um, and the nice thing about Ithaca actually is even though we're up by like the Finger Lakes, it, Ithaca itself is like built on a hill. So mm-hmm. all of like the snow just gets stopped by the hill. So we miss all the lake effect snow. So like every other town around us gets flooded. Like they just, they get bombarded with snow every year. And honestly, like Ithaca is probably the same winters as Albany, maybe a little like there, I think they're probably the same weather. So even though like you think, oh, you're out there like in the middle of nowhere, like, you know, it's like Buffalo, right? Like six feet. Yeah, we don't get any of that. Uh, so it is actually kind of nice, although it's not fun walking up the giant hill uh, when it's snowy out. As I mentioned, uh, I think off air, it's real hard to walk up unless you're wearing spikes, which is just a lot of fun. Um, you got to take them off. And then if you don't, like your boots are squeaking on the floor. <laughs> and everybody's kind of like, who's this uh, This doofus here with his squeaky boots? And it's just like, you know what? Whatever. I don't have a car. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, we're pretty close to wrapping it up. Um, I don't know. It's been it's been great having you on, Caleb. Uh, this is your first ever appearance. Hopefully, uh, the first of many. I know that we were talking about uh, maybe having a wrestling preview podcast, and so uh, you and I both follow that closely, and we've been slowly uh, imputing all of our knowledge to Ben, um, who will become an expert and will soon be able to beat anybody in a wrestling match. Um, I say this to any potential muggers. Um, if you are listening, do not attack Ben Restaino. Um, and, uh, and then anything else? I don't know. I felt like this flowed pretty nicely. This was good. Um, anything you want to say, Ben, before we, uh, before we let Caleb say anything that he wants to say? No, I had a, I, I had a great time. It was uh, fun talking to both of you. And despite both of you, agreeing to disagree with me on a number of topics uh putting it nicely yes i i think we had a very uh reasonable and and uh profitable podcast and caleb uh again thanks for thanks for coming on uh, anything you want to say to our legion of viewers um this is your kanye west moment the world is watching you oh god how will you use this power uh, I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't think I can use it like he did, but um, by the way, his album, I thought it was very good. Oh, it was, it was for, for Christian music nowadays. It was really good. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I uh, think- use, use this gospel has just been like on repeat for me over the last, like the whole weekend. That, that is a great song. Oh, yeah. 
I think what an opportunity for a guy, you know, as big as he is. I mean, who doesn't know or listen to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually saw a lot of people, too, who aren't religious or, you know, believe in Christianity and, and God and stuff like that. Um, but our Kanye fans, they were saying, wow, I'm not usually into religion music, but this was really good. Like, they were intrigued by it. And I think it has the opportunity to to lead a lot of people to the gospel potentially, mm. you know, if they're interested or just maybe makes them a little curious and think about it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, um but anyway, thank you guys for having me. This has been really fun. I'm surprised uh, you stayed on pleasure. for an hour, for, an hour, 45 minutes. Your feed didn't magically cut out and become unable to, to resume. Uh, so th- thanks for sticking out with us uh, again. Of course. It, yeah, go ahead. It almost did when Ben started talking about the Red Sox, but I, <laughs> I it. It's, it almost cut out. I could sense it. it it's like uh, it's like in, it's uh, like the uh, the mortality rate in in the medieval times, where it was like the mortality rate is really high, but if you get past the first three years of your life, then you're fine. It's just that so many people die in those first three years. So this is a really morbid example, but once Caleb was able to not have his feed magically cut out when hearing Ben's repulsive Red Sox take oh. um, in the first six minutes of the podcast, he was able to to then safely not have equipment failure for the rest. Had to um, stick exactly. that in just as we're about to end the podcast. I did. You are just like you are just like infant mortality rates, Ben. Um, so on that note, we'll we'll close the podcast again. Thank you for uh, for listening. This will appear as two segments. So if you're listening to this one, uh, we will be wrapping up our second segment. Um, so we do have actually some plans in the works for future guests. Uh, ben and I are are hoping to bring uh, other good people on, and and we're also hoping to have Caleb come back on uh, at some point if we can if we can get past his agent who has uh, informed us that he is um, in very high demand these days. Um, so. That'll wrap it up for this episode of the Road Not Taken podcast.